Well, we've been talking a lot about the one million Ukrainians who've already fled war in their country tonight. But it also brings back memories of perhaps a decade ago, or at least the last decade, of the devastating impact that another war had and continues to have. Since 2011, nearly 7 million Syrians, 7 million, have fled that country, many remaining in neighboring countries, but approximately 75,000 now call Canada home. It's one thing to know, to watch people leave a war. It's another to know what it's like to leave home. And how have they been impacted by this new influx of images of war and mass movement and families divided, people leaving their country, looking for a new place to go? Joining me now is Leila Kadir, a student at the British Columbia Institute of Technology who fled the war in Syria and now lives here in Vancouver. Leila, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you for having me. I was going to just, I, I was reading, there was a, a lovely article written about, about you and, and, and your journey to come here. And I guess it all began in 2011 in Aleppo with a particular incident that, uh, that convinced your family it was time to leave. Mm, right. What was that? Um, so I, I'm Syrian. I'm from Aleppo, which is northern Syria. Um, when we were there, there was like an explosion that happened just a few meters away uh, from our place. Uh, the, the, the glass, was, like the window was broken. It fell on right. my sister's arm. Uh, we couldn't even take her to, the, to a doctor, you know. Um, everything was closed. There was a lockdown. Um, uh, the, the situation was, uh, I'm sorry to say, but it was horrible. It was devastating. Um, right. And like... Remembering these moments is for me. Uh, it is overwhelming. It's so hard, right. and I'm I sure. just I can't get over it. So you decided that was. I, I gather that you you decided it was time to leave, and you went you went to Egypt, right? And and what was it like? I mean, I, I talk about this as much as you can, but and if you can't, then I'll ask you about your life in Egypt after that. But do you remember leaving Aleppo? Do you remember when you packed your bags and? Yeah, so every like every day we were prepared. We we put all our stuff in, in our bags um at the entrance of our place, uh, just preparing ourselves that we might leave in like in a second. Uh we need to be prepared 24 hours to leave our country. Um and when we went to Egypt, it wasn't like the best uh quality of life, let me say. Um our financial situation uh, was like, it, it, it wasn't the best. Um, we lived in very poor apartment and, and very poor life, let me say. Um, I went, like, before in Syria, I used to study in English schools. Um, right. I studied in, like, American schools, and that's how I learned English. But when I went to Egypt... Uh, we didn't have that money to to even uh, study in in appropriate schools. Let me say, um, and then my mom decided to work twenty four hours a day. Um, she she decided to open her small business, cooking Syrian food, and sell that to people. Um, but unfortunately, after that, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, she had to stop working, um, but she didn't. She fought, uh, and she's still fighting. Uh, she wanted to educate us, to teach us, and yeah. So leaving home, because you know a lot of Canadians, as you know now that you live here, a lot of Canadians have no idea what it's like mm -hmm. to leave. 
it is, to pack it up, to have, your, to have your whole life. Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Layla. So I was saying it is hard to, to leave your home, to leave your neighborhood, uh, your friends, your family, um, to leave all these things behind you and go to a different country, a country that speaks different language of yours, um, right. have different cultures of yours. So it, it is absolutely the, the, the hardest thing in, in the life, you know. I know that you went back, I believe you went back to Aleppo. Yeah, in, in, is is that right? In twenty seventeen, you went back for a visit. Yeah, I went to visit my family and say our goodbyes to my uh, grandma. Um, uh, unfortunately, I, I I can't forget the scene. It was shocking. Um, the the city was like destroyed. Um, the buildings were on the ground. Um, I can see dead bodies. Uh, left behind the war, uh, there was no electricity, no water. Um, the, like even the internet, we can use the internet like two hours a day, and that's it. Um, and we had to to stay in the dark with no light because there's no electricity, as I said. Um, right. <clears throat> so I guess at that point, just for listeners, a reminder that in the summer of 2016, that was when. Uh, the government, Bashar al-Assad's government forces really launched an an all-out attack, an all-out air raid or air bombardment of Aleppo that pretty much destroyed what was one of the world's most beautiful cities. Uh, Before then, I guess I'm just thinking of all the Ukrainians leaving home now too and thinking about you leaving home. And um, when you went back, I guess you realized that you were never going to go back. Yeah, I actually, I asked my mom um, to leave at Aleppo earlier uh, so I only stayed a few days and I decided to go back to Egypt. I just, I couldn't live there. Um, like simple things as showering, um, taking a shower in, in cold water uh, it, it, during like the, the winter. So I, I just couldn't tolerate the, the life here. Um, and I feel so sorry that my family has to still go through this till now. They're still in Syria um, and they're they're facing those issues every day. Yeah, because people, the, the 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 conflict in Syria is far from over. It still exists, right? We we sometimes don't talk about it as much as we did for a while, but it's certainly still going on. And obviously, you 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 have family there still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell um, me about a bit about. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, I I wanted to say I just like I have uh, my aunt. I have. Uh, uh, my my uncle there. Uh, I have my cousins, um, and they are all um, like struggling with the war that is still going. Right. Do you find? Do you? I mean, now that there's been so much attention to this latest war, do you feel like at times people have forgotten about what's going on in Syria? I don't think this is something that we can we can forget. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, what what Syria went through is is really hard, stressful. Um, it is overwhelming, as I said. Uh, the the war is still ongoing. People are still being killed. Uh, the the unemployment rate went went like it increased, um, and even like let me say the goods uh, people can get 
their their groceries because the life expenses uh, are not tolerable. So um, yeah. it's not a thing that we can forget. I really want to ask you about coming to Canada and what it's like to be new here and trying to build a new life in a new country. I did want to ask you before we before we take a quick uh, a quick break. I want to ask you a bit about what you've seen when you watch people from other conflicts like in Ukraine now fleeing. If you what goes through your mind when you see people leaving because you know what it's like to leave. Yeah, of course. So it's watching those those clips about people fleeing, leaving their countries, um, it re-traumatized what we've, we've been through. Um, and I can, feel, I can feel them. I can feel like what they're feeling right now. Um, it, it is hard for everyone and no one would choose um, a war, you know. So no, no one would choose to, to leave their country. Um, I was happy in Syria. Uh, we had home. Um, we had a safe place to live in. Um, I, I had my family. I, I lived uh, with them. I grew up with them. Um, I went to school. I had friends. Um, and then all of a sudden, I like I had to leave all this behind me. Um, it, it is hard. I miss them. Um, I'm just like I'm looking forward to take. Uh, the citizenship so I can visit my my family there because I, I really I, I want to meet them again. I'm back with Leila Khadir, a student, I should say a broadcast journalism student um, at BCIT here in, in Vancouver and uh, a woman who fled the war in Syria uh, more than a decade ago now and now lives in Vancouver. We've been talking a bit about just the mass migration of people leaving Ukraine because of the conflict the millions who left Syria, including Alayla and her family and her mom uh, back when. And, and I want to ask you about settling down here, because I think you also know today we've announced new programs to try to bring more Ukrainians to Canada. You know the challenges that exist in settling into a new country, a new and unfamiliar culture, an unfamiliar place. How has it been for you? So let me explain you the, the scene. Um, I remember when we landed Canada, um, we were on our way to the ISS of BC uh, Welcome Center, uh, which is in Victoria Drive, Vancouver. Um, I saw all this great nature on the road. I, I was impressed. I said, oh, my God, finally, finally, I arrived here. Um, we've applied for like to, to travel Canada uh, like for three years waiting the, the acceptance and then we got it. Um, we went to the Welcome Center. Uh, they gave us some orientations on how to, to live in Canada, how to um, embrace the Canadian society. Um, and then we, we lived, let me say, in happiness for, for one year. Uh, the, we were on a government assistance, but after that, I realized there are lots to deal with um, in terms of the Canadian experience. Uh, me restudy everything. Uh, I had bachelor's right. in journalism back in Egypt, and then when I came here, they told me all my academic credits were not transferable. They are invalid because I, I studied in Arabic. Um, right. As well as for for my dad, he doesn't have the language. 
um, and it's hard to learn it in his age. Um, even like the government is providing link classes, which is in- English classes for immigrants, but they're actually teaching people how to live in Canada more than focusing on the English language itself. Um, so it wasn't beneficial for him. Um, he's now unemployed because, as I said, he doesn't have the language. He doesn't have the Canadian experience. Um, so it, it's not only uh, in terms of the financial situation for immigrants, um, feeling included. Uh, this is the part where we are missing. Um, I really want to celebrate my celebrations, the, the celebrations that we used to to have in, in our culture, let's say Ramadan, uh, right. Eid. Uh, we, we don't see that in, in Vancouver, in BC specifically. We don't see uh, people greeting us or say happy Eid for us. Um, right. So... I'm about to get the Canadian citizenship, and to be honest, I don't, I don't feel included yet. Not yet. It's interesting. I think you know, it, it's it's always. A, I mean, it's a struggle for countries to to figure out how best to help people, um, to, to allow people to feel like they can both be who they are and be here too. And congratulations, by the way, on your Canadian citizenship. Um, where do you, where would you like to, where do you, or I guess what advice would you give to people coming into this country with their eyes wide open, seeing the mountains like you did, thinking, wow, this is great. And then you realize, you know what, this is, this is still going to be really difficult because I'm not home. I've had to leave home and now I'm somewhere, I'm in someone, I'm in a new country. Just don't have high expectation. Uh, study the language. Um, I was lucky enough to speak English. Although I have to, I, like, I had to study English, of course, uh, but uh, some people uh, didn't have this chance or this opportunity. Uh, so I would say start taking English classes, um, prepare yourself that this is not we we, we used to live in. Uh, people might not know what, like, what your celebrations are, what is your culture, or even what is your country. Like, sometimes I say, like, I'm from Syria, and people would say, what is Syria? So just, like, uh, don't don't have high expectations from anything. Um, uh, Canada is a far country, so uh, expect the time zone differences. And, yeah. What what uh, we only have about a minute. I could talk to you all night, Layla, but we only have about a minute and a half left. What what are your plans for the next? I know you're you're going to graduate from broadcast journalism school. What would you like your future to be like in this country? Um, I really want to be a video journalist, um, and I want to graduate. Um, and I want my mom to feel proud of me. Um, I've always loved to be a video journalist. Um, so I'm preparing myself for that, although I know I have an accent, <laughs> so I might not get hired right away. Oh, but... your English is, your English is fantastic, Layla. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, again, we've been talking about this, uh, just obviously watching scenes of people fleeing, you know, I, I really want to, I really thank you for sharing your time and your story with us. Uh, obviously I wish you the best of luck. I hope you feel, um, like a Canadian. Whatever that means, I hope I hope you feel that way. 
my pleasure, Ben. Thanks I'll, for having and me. I, yeah, and I wish your mom health and your father peace and happiness as well, and your family back in Syria safety as well. Thank you so much.